0: Welcome to the one and only Interior Design Book Podcast. Decorating by the Book, hosted by Susie Chase from her dining room table in New York City. Join Susie for conversations about the latest and greatest interior design books with the authors who wrote them.
1: I am Catherine Crisp Greeley, and my latest book, The Collected Cottage, is about gardening, gatherings, and collecting at Chestnut Cottage, which is my home.
0: As you just mentioned, Chestnut Cottage in Waynesville, North Carolina is your curated home built in the mid-1920s. Take us back to the first time you saw Chestnut Cottage. What drew you in and how did this empty canvas inspire you?
1: Well, as I drove up to the cottage, at the time I purchased the cottage, I was single. And as I drove up the street in the snow I saw this little emerald green cottage that had an emerald green roof. And as I crossed the threshold, I knew that this would be home. The um cottage was all wormy chestnut wood, and wormy chestnut is now a very sought after wood at the time the cottage was built. It was really junk wood because the chestnut trees all up and down the East Coast had uh, been infected with a worm blot and uh, considered junk wood. And the gentleman who built Chestnut Cottage was a forester, so he had access to this, quote, junk wood. And every room in the house uh, was chestnut, with the exception of the kitchen, which was pine. So, as I crossed the threshold, I thought, this is just so cozy. Immediately, I said to myself, the pine kitchen will have to be painted white. But I left the rest of the uh, house chestnut. It took months to wash all of the walls, the ceiling, the doors, because sadly the owners of the cottage smoked and the wormy chestnut was almost black. So I just had to get about getting my cottage into shape And I think the thing that inspired me about it was it reminded me of cottages that I had seen in England and Ireland and Scotland. So I knew it was an empty canvas for my antiques.
0: This book is about the cottage. How is it divided up? The book
1: is divided by seasons. Uh, We start with the spring season and each season has a section on gardening, how we garden, what we have in the garden at Chestnut Cottage. It has a couple of gatherings or entertaining events. And then I feature uh, in each season some of my collections at the cottage.
0: Talk a little bit about how using antiques is the ultimate green design.
1: Sadly, I feel like that we have become sort of a throwaway society. And I see so many people purchasing new, low-quality furnishings. When the legs fall off or whatever, they are just tossed to the street uh, as rubbish. And I think the recycling of beautiful, good-quality antiques is the ultimate way to, quote, go green.
0: Your mother often referred to your collecting as an addiction, but you prefer to call it a passion. I'm curious to hear about how your blue and white collection was a starting point for a color scheme.
1: Well, I started uh, collecting blue and white porcelains when I was in college. So I had acquired uh, quite a bit of blue and white. And when I bought the cottage, as I said earlier, I knew that the kitchen had to be white. I'm a big fan of classic white kitchens, but I knew that if I painted the cottage kitchen white, that it would be a perfect backdrop for my blue and white collection. So from the kitchen, I started, I established color schemes for the remainder of the 935 square foot cottage to use blues in combination with greens, uh, some yellows and golds. So the blue and white just established the overall color scheme for the little cottage in its original state, as well as when we have added on to the cottage.
0: I mean, nothing's more classic than blue and white. I quite agree, Susie. What is the difference between collected and decorated?
1: Well, over my forty some year career in interior design, I have always wanted the interiors I designed to look collected, not like I had pulled up in a truck with all of the furnishings from a furniture store. I wanted my clients interiors to reflect their personalities, their passions, their travels, their lifestyles. So I see a collected interior uh, as a reflection of the inhabitants life, not of a furniture store or a trendy uh, design theme.
0: It makes it so much more personal and interesting, I think.
1: Indeed, it does. And I think the clients are much happier with it because it's about them, not about a designer.
0: What is your favorite collection in the
1: cottage? Oh, that would have to be the blue and white. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the blue and white always. I just, I've collected it for years. I was in an antique shop as recently as yesterday. And the first thing I had two are the blue and white pieces. So it has just been my favorite for many years, and I have never grown tired of any of my blue and white.
0: In the book, you share menus, personal recipes, and tips
1: to enjoy each season. Could you talk a little bit about this? My first book, The Collected Tabletop, I found that the family and friend recipes that I included in that book, people loved. I got calls weekly about one one recipe in particular, which was my grandmother's uh, caramel cake recipe. So I knew that in the second book, The Collected Cottage, I wanted to include some of my recipes that I love, that I cook all the time, and that are very approachable. And that seems to have been popular in both of the books uh, have, as you may have noticed in the book, a lot of uh, original watercolors of the china patterns and where the menu pages are. And I just felt like these original watercolors added a softness to the book uh, in addition to all the um, image photography.
0: You're the person I want to talk to when it comes to holiday entertaining and Christmas is right around the corner. You are the best planner um, and I'd love for you to walk me
1: through your holiday to do list. Well, the holidays begin at Chestnut Cottage the day after Thanksgiving. I barely get the Thanksgiving china put away from our friends and family Thanksgiving lunch before the seven live Christmas trees are delivered the day after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Seven. And it is indeed an obsession. And it is surprising that my husband has not divorced me over the live Christmas trees. So the day after Thanksgiving, the Christmas trees come. We start to get those decorated. I climb up in the little attic of Chestnut Cottage and get all the decorations for each of the trees, which I have segregated uh, by each tree collection. And we get the trees decorated. And then last week, I did all the greens uh, in the windows. I did chandeliers. I did the window boxes and planters outside. So that is all done. And now it's on to holiday cocktail parties and family dinners. Uh, We get all the linens out, silver out get the linens ironed, washed and ironed and perfectly done up and all the silver polished that I'm going to use for different events. And then it's time to cook. I enjoy cooking. It is not a chore for me. It is not frightening to me. So the time is rolling around because this Friday evening, we're having a little small cocktail party. So tomorrow will be my cooking day.
0: Now, is this where you do your soup and cornbread dinner?
1: No. This party on Friday evening is, I am the chairman of the board of trustees where I went at the university where I attended and received two design degrees. So I'm having my board over for cocktails on Friday evening. But Annually, I usually have a soup and cornbread dinner party because through the years, I've noticed that people get a bit over uh, a filet and shrimp or the different dinners that they get served and that they seem to welcome something casual like uh, soup and cornbread. And I have a Recipe for broccoli cornbread that was my uh, mother-in-law's recipe and it's in the first book. And I always do a selection of vegetable beef soup and then a clam chowder. And people just seem to like the casual nature of a soup and cornbread dinner during the holidays.
0: So I've heard you say that your Christmas Eve table design rarely changes. Could you just chat a little bit about that? And what is your strategy for setting the table?
1: Well, I have through the years collected three, I guess, three different patterns of uh, Christmas china. So I like to mix the patterns, layer them, and... I often, throughout the year, if I'm having an entertaining event, I will set the table a couple of days prior to the party so I can enjoy gazing upon the China patterns. Um, I have often said in jest that I'm a China-holic, so being able to Just savor and enjoy the different patterns is why I do that a couple of days in advance. But not, I don't leave a table set all during the holidays with Christmas china.
0: Speaking of doing things in advance, how far in advance do you make your bouche de noel? And uh, the recipe can be found on page 288 and
1: 289. I usually make that the day before. For Christmas Eve, because we have our Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve. So I will usually make that the day before. I'll make my meringue mushrooms, keep them at room temperature, and then I will make the yule log the day before Christmas Eve.
0: Are you making any of your mother's recipes this Christmas?
1: Oh, of course. Uh, one of her recipes that's in the collected cottage is uh, pecan snowballs. So I always make those. I'm making those uh, for just a little something sweet for the cocktail party on Friday evening. So I always make that. And another recipe that I'm making of hers for Friday evening is an olive spread that is very popular among anyone who comes to Chestnut Cottage. So can you describe that? Uh, It is a mixture of cream cheese, uh, chopped olives, olive juice, and pecans. And you mix that up, uh, stick it in the refrigerator, and then I serve it on little toast rounds.
0: That sounds great.
1: It's an easy, quick recipe that you can make up and it keeps in the refrigerator for at least a week. And if you have people dropping in during the holidays, uh, it's just an easy recipe to make.
0: Considering the emphasis on collecting in your book, are there any particular holiday theme collectibles or ornaments that hold a special place in your heart?
1: (laughs) Well, when you have seven live Christmas trees, Susie, uh, (laughs) at Chestnut Cottage, each of the trees have a theme. For instance, I have an Irish tree. Uh, my grandfather was from Ireland. I have a Pesty Westie as I mentioned earlier. So Duncan Macduff has his own westie tree. Uh, he includes uh, ornaments of some of his other dog friends, including cats. (laughs) And I have a tree in the master bedroom that has all buildings, everything from the Eiffel Tower to Tara to dog houses to just all kinds of buildings. My husband has a wine-themed collection of ornaments in the wine cellar. I have a garden tree that has a collection of garden ornaments. So I won't bore you with all the details (laughs) of all the trees, but To answer your question, yes, we have uh, trees that have ornament collections like the office that I am sitting in today has a collection of water for 12 days of Christmas ornaments. So each tree has somewhat of a theme. Our largest tree is a collection of just everything, some ornaments from my childhood, some ornaments that belong to my grandmother's tree. So it's a collection of just a few of my favorite things, so to speak.
0: Oh my gosh, I love the idea of a themed Christmas tree.
1: Well, I have to be very uh, judicious about packing them up and unpacking them and keeping each tree's ornaments together.
0: Can we talk about those Waterford ornaments? I have some of those and they're so heavy and they they weigh the branch down. I have to slide it almost all the way back into the
1: tree. As do I. (laughs) And you know, every year when I'm down under the tree and my husband is Pouring the water through a little funnel, and we're watering each tree every day. I think back on something my mother said later in her life. She said, You'll go to the dark side, Kathy. You'll get an artificial tree eventually. You'll use artificial trees because the big, heavy ornaments that you have won't weight those limbs down like they do um, a real tree. But that is a real issue with the Waterford ornaments.
0: But never, never an artificial tree.
1: (laughs) Never will I go to the dark side. (laughs) I guess that's kind of dicey, never say never. But it is not my plan to go to the dark side. What do you do to celebrate New Year's Eve? What we usually do is we go to our lake home which is about an hour away we go shortly after christmas and stay through new year's we have a little small house party there for new year's eve and then we dread for most of the time we're there coming back to chestnut cottage to take down all the christmas trees (laughs) how long does that take You know, it takes me about a week to get them all up. They go down a lot quicker than they go up. And so I guess it'll take two or three days.
0: (laughs) So now to my segment called Home, where I ask you to describe one memory of your childhood home, and please start by telling
1: us where it was. I grew up in a small town called Bryson City, which is about 45 minutes West of where I live now in Waynesville. I I have so many wonderful memories of my childhood home and growing up in this small town. But one of my memories is the big white clawfoot tub in our bathroom. And of course, I grew up in the early 50s and uh, we only had one bathroom in the house, of course, but I'm an only child. So that seemed to work out fine. But the clawfoot tub, I still think of that and as a small child thinking, oh, I might even get sucked down this drain the way it sounds.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been on the lookout for another clawfoot tub for the cottage?
1: Well, we recently redid our master bathroom and uh, I'm a tub person. I don't take showers. I take a tub bath every night. But I have sourced several clawfoot tubs for design projects for clients who wanted a real rustic cabin, but perhaps I got enough of the clawfoot tub growing up. Plus, I wanted to have a surround where I could sit down and swing into the tub as a to climb over the side of a clawfoot tub Yeah, they for were. safety purposes. They
0: were really tall. You had to hike your leg all yes.
1: the way over. And I, I'm i 72 years old and I don't want to take any falls getting in or out of my tub.
0: Yeah, no matter how beautiful it is. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Where can we find you on the web and social media? Uh, website is Katherine Greeley Designs with an S, designs.com. I am on on Instagram at Catherine Greeley Designs, as well as Facebook.
0: This magnificent book, which by the way is over 350 pages, is the perfect holiday gift for that special person in your life who likes gardening, gatherings, and collecting. Thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on Decorating by the Book podcast and happy holidays to you and yours.
1: And happy holidays to you, Susie, and I hope they get your roof finished so Santa Claus can come and see you.
0: Follow Decorating by the Book on Instagram. And thanks for listening to the one and only Interior Design Book Podcast, Decorating by the Book.